Some barrister. And he's just... So uh, I'm going to call him Barry from now on. Barry the Bull. You can't do that. I'm doing it. Don't you dare. It's done. A full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's. Don't I whisper, you son. <laughs> this is a fucking audio show and you're whispering. That's Nate. Uh, I'm Nate. Zach. And we do a full spoiler reread podcast of George R. R. Martin's A Game of Thrones series and uh, Song of Ice and Fire in the future. You're a dick. You don't gotta yell at me. Well, they couldn't hear you. I couldn't hear you, and I'm sitting next to you. You need to just stop. So, uh... I'm full. We just ate. Yeah, that pizza was good. It was pizza time. Pizza time. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, in light of, in lieu of any lack of information, which we're kind of in, I have a better, more of an interesting story to start this podcast off with. Um, We were recently playing our bi-weekly Dungeons and Dragons game, which I happen to be the dungeon master of, and I think you were the only one at the table who picked it up. But <clears throat> oh, if you've played yeah. Dungeons and Dragons, your and perhaps the uh, <sighs> the fifth edition starter set, uh, there is the what's called the Lion Shield Coster in Vandalin. Um, it's a just a trade store. But my party in the game we were just playing, which involves Nate as a druid gnome. Um, decided to inquire further about this business and in doing so learned <laughs> that there's an associate named Nikolai, which just happened to pop into my head and <laughs> Nate picked it up immediately that I only got that because of Nikolai Coster. Um obviously Nikolai Coster Waldo I forgot plays about that Jamie until Lannister you mentioned this right and, now. Uh, yeah. And like all... I was so excited because I noticed that because we, we play it with a couple of guys, a couple of friends, and our brother, her other brother. Who, other brother. He's not allowed on the podcast. He can't be here. I don't think he actually listens, so it's Good. okay that we're saying this stuff. But, yeah, it was when I heard you say that, you're like, yeah, there's he's there, the, my associate Nikolai. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> it just... Isn't he the, he's the coster in, in Neverwinter? Yeah, and you were, were like, yeah. And I was like... Say so he's Nikolai the Coster, and you were like, "Yeah, I, I you enjoyed son it." Son of a bitch, I enjoyed you it. Son it of just a bitch. it popped into my head that it was just pure improv. I wasn't <laughs> prepared for you to reach that far yet, and just in, I mean, just in a menial question, but yeah, <sighs> Jamie Lannister, you're on the brain, I guess. Jamie so, Lannister's always on the brain. Anyway, <clears throat> in a nice little pivot, <laughs> uh, last week we, well, last time we read, uh, Catelyn three. Cat three, Catelyn we, three. So, our time frame for recording is literally that we just finished recording Cat three. We ate some spoilers. Pizza. You can't tell the behind the scenes. <laughs> yes, we can. We ate some pizza, and now we're back to record this one. So, so he he literally in the thirty five minutes it took for us to eat some pizza, forgot what we had covered. You're the rudest piece of shit. That I know. Anyway, <laughs> Cat 3 was a great chapter. Uh, we got... I don't uh, remember. It was so long I'll ago. i fucking jab you right in the throat. It was... Uh, we got a good look at Cat potentially 
barracks wine now too. Your life is just going straight. I feel like down. cat sometimes. Wait, the, the, like the dog just doesn't stop day and night, night and day, night and day, <laughs> and it's driving me nuts. See, there he's he scratching. Barrack, please stop. Please. I think it worked. I do too. This um, week, though, after that haunting turn of cat when she went from deathbed grieving mother to calculating badass uh we're going over to her her eldest daughter sansa yeah the one that favors her the most supposedly <clears throat> not her favorite brand but sansa um Sweet and sansa, sansa we open up in sansa's first chapter sansa's having breakfast with uh septimore dane and is being informed that ned has just left before dawn he's on yet another hunt with the king which we know is not the actual reason for the leaving. But, you know, as far as they're concerned, he's out hunting Wait, with the king. do we know that? Well, yeah. Isn't that... Because they're in the neck at this point. So I don't think this is, like, the chapter where Ned rides off and... I think so. I... Because his chapter is following this one. It's immediately after. I think that that's that same day. Wait, what? what is Ned's next chapter? Ned's next chapter is where he kills... Lady. Yeah, they're at the inn. What right, you... the chapter before that was when him So where and... is Ned? What do you think Ned is going to do? Well, they went out with Robert. He went out with Robert to talk about the wedding to Danny. I don't... Th- see, I think that was way further earlier, Ned and Danny. Like, because we already read that Ned chapter. This is way after that. This is like two, three chapters after Ned and Robert are sitting down on the King's Road discussing it. Oh, I... I... I just assumed that it was... Yeah, no, I don't think they're parallel. I think some time has passed at this point. Because they're down into the neck now. It's boggy and marshy and shitty. That does make sense. I suppose you're right. Yeah. Wow. I'm a... Wow. That's, I mean, that's okay. But, like, yeah. That happened quite a few ago. That makes a a lot more sense. Anywho. So, yeah. Um, Well, now I want to know what they're hunting. Probably boar. Never mind. Yeah, I mean, it's Robert wanted another hunt. Or, or I mean, maybe he did just want to ride off with Ned and chill, but I don't think that it's, you know, the same news of Daenerys Targaryen as well. Yeah, because like, I, I was thinking later on that it, it was the the honor guard, the escort that showed up, had been also delivering the message of the wedding. Oh, yeah, no, no. Yeah, I, uh, so that's where I, I got Yeah, like, I get you. No, yeah. Um, anyway, my bad. Let's go all back good. to topic. Yeah, so Ned, uh, Sansa's being informed by Septimore Dane that Ned had left at uh, before dawn on another hunt with the king, and uh, Sansa's kind of like, whatever about this. She's uh, feeding Lady some bacon under the table, and yeah. uh, Lady takes the bacon as delicate as a queen, it says. So we get some insight that Lady is very much like her owner in that she's very proper and polite and calm, even when eating. Um, Septimore Dane doesn't like at all that Sansa is feeding Lady at the table. Fuck Septimore Dane. So Septimore Dane, to me, is like an uncool McGonagall. Like, <laughs> like if McGonagall wasn't a badass who, like, totally stood up for the right things and just handled business and was just, like, a fucking bitch, you'd have Septimore Dane. It's actually really funny that you bring, like, up Harry Potter, because I have a Harry Potter reference to make later. Great. Chapter, but, that's good. Um, yeah, so Septimore <laughs> Dane is not pleased, and she even says when it comes to the wolf that Sansa is as willful as her sister Arya. Um, which I posted I think, that quote uh, on Twitter as my quote of the day, like, three Which I think ago. is probably the only 
similarity similarity they share right absolutely they, they don't really share anything else but then so yeah because she even uh she was like you know it's unladylike to feed a dog at the table mm-hmm. and i like i really like that sansa got snarky because you only see that from aria yeah but she was like actually ladies a dire wolf so <laughs> and my father said we can keep them hashtag suck it yeah basically but septa mortain asks where is aria and tells Sansa basically, you know, remind her to dress nicely. We were all invited to ride with the queen and the princess. Oh, did you, there was a little quote there with, about Arya when she asked where she was and Sansa was like, she's, she said she wasn't hungry. Mm. And then in a, just a side thought, she was like, Arya probably snuck down to the key, uh, sneaked down to the kitchens hours ago and wheedled some breakfast out of some chef's boy. And... Uh, for those who have read the sample chapters, she, Arya begins to use certain parts of herself that aren't quite all What are you doing? This prominent. is a Sansa one, man. I I'm know, not... right? And so I just really think that, you know, not necessarily as it starts bad here. She's as she able is, to get what she wants. But I feel like she's putting on some charm for yeah. these little guys, the little boys in the in the kitchens. You know, I know if I was, you know, eight, ten years old and some little cute little eight year old comes up to me, I'm gonna be like, I'll get you some breakfast. Yeah, cool. And she's a lord's lady, like she's she's not just some tavern yes. wench. So I thought that was neat. Arya just have a nice few days, and it's not (laughs) foreshadowing her being a serial killer. Um, Anyway, Septim Ordain says, you know, we all want to look our best, but Sansa already looked her best. She, you know, brushed her hair out. She's been looking forward to this for more than a week. She knows that she was going to have this ride today, and she's most excited because Joffrey might be there. I feel like Sansa's the kind of person also who's going to do everything in her power to look her best every single day. Yeah, absolutely. So, especially today. And, yeah, she, just thinking of it, gives her butterflies. Um, and it says, specifically, Sansa did not really know Joffrey yet, but she was already in love with him. Like, she's just, it's, and it's, she, he She was, has this picture perfect. Exactly. And I like how they start, uh, Martin starts the chapter uh, fairly early on just, Putting this image of Prince Charming in our mind of who he is and what or what she thinks he's going to be. Yeah, how she's picturing how, him as how Prince harshly Charming. contrasted that is at the end of the yeah, because he was exactly how she pictured her prince would look, uh, whatever prince it was that she got, but she gets Joffrey. Uh, and then it says her only concern about the day was Arya. Arya always had a way of ruining everything, um, which is just. At first, you know, we kind of take it as that older sibling, younger sibling yeah. thing, but we learn it kind of escalates with these two, where Arya kind of... It, it, we'll get there. Sansa asks to be excused. So, and I think that's neat that it's foreshadowing that little bit. Yeah, I, I also wanted to mention that she she says Arya is... I'll tell Arya mm. that she needs to look her best, but Arya is going to do what Arya always does, and so she's going to dress like Arya always dresses, <laughs> which... Uh, absolutely correct like oh yeah definitely fuck fuck that like but yeah sansa asks to be excused and leaves lady follows her follows her right out um and she stands outside the inn that they're staying in and she's watching you know men prepare for the day's march it's pretty early in the day yet Uh, and it says that the inn is three stories and it's the biggest sansa has ever seen which like again kind of just paints how naive she is like she's going to king's landing where 
literally everything is going to be fucking ginormous and in your face. Like, Winterfell isn't small by any means, but she just hasn't seen an inn that's three stories. So, like, she's about to start seeing things that she's never seen before. And, and so then the inn is also still way too small for the entire King's Party. Yeah. Because they've swelled up to about 400 men, I think is what it said. Uh, with with Ned's men joining and mm-hmm. some different groups here and there tagging along, so they they're now right at the trident. Yeah, in, in the neck there, below the neck, south of the neck, right through the neck. I think right now they're. In I the think neck they're in the neck. Still. So yeah, so Sansa finds Arya and she's at the banks of the trident, and she's brushing Nymeria, yeah. who is fucking filthy. Yeah. And Arya is still wearing her riding leather leathers from the day before. She's a mess and Nymeria is just giving her some shit. Yeah. So I really like the fact that literally we just saw our uh, Sansa and Lady doing exactly like Sansa and Lady, delicately like mm-hmm. eating like a lady. And now we see Nymeria not Arya wouldn't let somebody brush her fucking hair. You yeah, know they're, they're wrestling, like, and yeah. so they're showing the exact same comparisons. How identical to their wolves yeah. they are. Uh, do you think that only re- pertains to the girls' wolves? Because Bran's wolf was pretty fucking savage, and so is that saying that Bran is a? Oh no, I think they're all reflect like John is the silent, perceptive, silent type. Um, not so much silent in that he doesn't speak his mind or anything, <clears throat> but just silent in that he's sort of the silent observer. He's seeing the big picture. He's The words he says are measured usually and pretty well-spoken. Um, Although now thinking about it in that, that, that like, brands wolf every time some trouble's about to occur, it starts warning and seeing the signs before. Well, that's it. Else. Yeah, it almost seems to predict what's going to happen before it happens. I mean, all the wolves tend to do that. But Sansa tells Arya that she needs to dress nice because they're riding in the wheelhouse, and Arya says that she ain't riding in that wheelhouse, and that she and Mike are going to go up uh, upstream to hunt for rubies. That's so cool. That's so, I would love to go looking for some fucking right? rubies from Rhaegar's armor. Like, and Sansa's confused at first, and, and this is when Arya looks at her like she's. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and Arya says, Rhaegar's rubies. Um, like, kind of, like, Rhaegar's fucking rubies? Fucking like, you, like, And Sansa is absolutely astounded by this. And she's, you know, the queen invited us herself. Like, we have to attend. It's going to be great and everything. And Arya says, the wheelhouse has no windows to see anything. And Sansa asks, well, like, what is there to see? So, yeah, so now Martin's going to give us this... Just side by side comparison. Of yeah, these two. Arya just, wants to see things and enjoy her trip, and Sansa's wants fine. to la- lounge, relax, yeah. travel that way, and just the you know she doesn't want windows. Arya wants to see things, and so they she mentions that she's already seen a shitload of new flowers she's never seen before, and then a, a lizard lion. Yeah, do you do you know what a lizard lion is? No. So I was looking through it and realized by the description he gave, they're crocodiles or alligators. Yeah, uh, yeah, I kind of figure because they're, they're described as like hiding in the quicksand. Yeah, with like their logs eyes poking and stuff. Out. Yeah. And so I'm I'm fairly certain that they're. It said they were black logs with eyes and teeth. I'm pretty sure it's that's what they call crocodiles there. Yeah, uh, Sansa 
starts having concern about Arya ruining things like she always does, and she mentions that she hates riding, and Arya loves it. She hates. She's hated every moment of traveling. And yeah, she's hated every single moment in this endless black bog, which. That, I think that's an important thing that we get. Is it, it? Well, it took them 12 days to cross through the neck, and it was an endless black bog, whereas Arya's out finding these flowers, these 36 different types of flowers that she's never seen before and seeing new animals. Like, it just it. shows she, the way they're both yeah. viewing And so trip. Arya's even collected some of those flowers, brought them back to her father. Yep. And... Sansa was hoping he was going to, yeah. you know, tell her to act like a proper lady, but he only hugged her and, and then thanked even her for the flowers. those flowers ended up being poisonous. Yeah, basically poison ivy. And, um, uh, they were called uh, so, poison kisses. Yeah, and then Sansa was hoping that that would teach her a lesson, but instead she goes and rolls around in mud. She laughed it off, and, yeah. And laughed it off, which is Arya. And, yeah, rubbed mud all over herself because Micah told her it would stop the itch. Uh, Arya's just loving it. She's having fun being places she's absolutely never seen. And, and talking to the riders is another thing. Yeah, she likes to ride down the line and just talk to people, and Sansa knows exactly what type of people she likes to talk to, the squires and the sellswords and the, you know, men-at-arms. and Which mo- I don't, I like, I guess she's 13, and, like, she's just dreaming and be, but f- damn, does she, her she's, disdain toward people? she is so Joffrey mm-hmm. at this point. Like, she is just very... Yeah, the sight of the butcher's boy makes her sick. She doesn't get right, why Arya hangs out with Micah at all. And then she says that Arya could make friends with anybody. She doesn't care. Arya is kind of more genuine in that way where Arya will be friends with you based on your personality. She's not really going to judge you, you know, because she likes Micah, she the butcher's be a boy. She's, she's a noble. She shouldn't really be a friend with the butcher's boy, but they play at swords together. Like, they're friends. It's the what kids do. And so Sansa's just so indoctrinated into the life. But Sansa keeps trying to convince Arya to come to the wheelhouse, saying, like, that there will be lemon cakes and shit there. Like, Arya gives a fuck (laughs) about that. I Um, want lemon cakes, though. And then Arya just kind of drops a bomb, and she's like, I don't like the queen. And then she says, she won't let me bring Nymeria. And Sansa's, like, completely... So with that lemon cakes line, uh, Martin... He he capped it by saying there are going to be lemon cakes and tea. Sansa went on all adult and responsibly. Yeah, which I think is very funny because I, it's I feel like it's not at it all. It is to her though. Yeah, and to her, reading it absolutely. from like she thinks she's being reasonable and right. like why wouldn't this tempt somebody? But she just doesn't get Arya. Arya, Arya has no fucking interest in that shit. Right. Like she's happy sitting down by the campfires, roasting the meat on the mutton, and right. hearing the stories. She doesn't want to eat fancy. And so yeah, like you said, she then just I don't like the queen, and yeah. this blows. Sansa her can't handle it. Away. Yeah, it's like it's it's mind blowing to her that her sister. Yeah, would she's say like this. she won't even let me bring Nymeria, and then Sansa. Goes and basically quotes fucking Septimordain. Well, it's not really the place for a wolf. Mm. That's not where it belongs. It's and it's like you, you literally just were talking to Mordain about how well father said I could bring it here and I could yeah. have it at the dinner table and nah, nah, nah. and then you remember that Marcella's afraid of wolves. Yes, she's scared of them. Arya, my hero. <laughs> Well, Marcella is a little baby. <laughs> little baby Marcella. Yeah, Arya don't give a shit. Arya's just, uh, just in love with her wolf. Like, she has no fear of him. So, like, yeah. 
this is when uh, Lady comes and sits down next to Sansa, and Arya's still trying to brush Nymeria, and mm-hmm. she's having none of it, and she starts having to chase her around. And again, it's just that perfect reflection where Lady came and sit, and Sansa's being all adult and reasonable, and Arya's fucking sitting here in a circle chasing her muddy dog while herself is all dirty. And, and... I think that uh, even Sansa mentions that connection that uh, somebody said that the a dog is a reflection of yeah the yeah she reflects on that herself yeah and kind of chuckles to herself because of lady being but she all... turns to leave and that's when Arya kind of pipes up and reminds her that lady you... won't be allowed either at the wheelhouse like which really upsets her before that there was a thought where sansa said her long horsey face was going stubborn and stern and i just thought it was funny that once again the Jeez. stern face of the north. That and calling her horsey face. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so then she... she yeah, she's pretty upset about... Yeah, because the, she was like, well, you know, it's going to be even better without you being there. So, eh, me yeah. and Lady are going to enjoy all the cakes and the teas. And yeah, Ari's like, um, joke's on you. Yeah, exactly. No, lady's not allowed there either, dumbass. So she's, at this point, she's almost in tears by the time she gets back to the inn. And, uh... She's kind of reflecting to herself that she wishes Arya could be more like Marcella. Um, and then she says to herself that it would have been easier if Arya was a bastard like John, that she even already looks like him. <laughs> Again, yeah. Arya is very reminiscent of Aliana uh, and John and her are similar. Yeah, yeah, we all know. Um, and then basically she just uh, Sansa even asks her uh, her mother if there was a mistake with Arya, if maybe, like, the Grumpkins came and stole her real sister or something, because she just can't believe that her and Arya are... Who's those Grumpkins again? ...similar of blood, like, because she's so ladylike Wait, and Arya... Only being two years in different, uh, difference in age, how could they be so different? Yeah, exactly. Is what she's but uh, there's a ca- crowd ga- gathered around the wheelhouse, the Queen's wheelhouse, and... Uh, as Lady kind of clears a path through the crowd for Sansa, she sees that there's two knights kneeling before the queen, and she was told when she asked somebody that uh, the council from King's Landing has sent an honors guard for the king. Um, so she walks up and sees two knights are kneeling before the queen, who's kind of poking her head out the door. Uh, one she notices is a knight of the king's guard. He's older. And the uh, other is a young man in green armor with an antler helm, other uh, antlered helm under his arm, uh, and he was the handsomest man. Sansa and both had of, ever both of those are on. kneeling. Yeah, both of them. Whereas are kneeling. there's also a third man who was he's not an old man, even though he's barely got any hair at all left, uh, and that's just sprouting behind his ears. He's wearing like a plain, unadorned armor, worn from use. He has deep set eyes and hollow cheeks and a two-handed greatsword strapped to his back. This guy is standing off to the side. He's not He's not kneeling like the yeah, others. Yeah, and as she takes note of him, he slowly turns his head to look at her, and Lady starts growling, and a terror that she has never known before fills her. Um, and she starts to take a couple steps back, and she backs into Hoochie at first by the big, strong hands that grasp her to turn her around, thinks it's her father. But when she's turned around, she's actually looking into the burnt face of Sandor Clegane. And so, this is the one of the parts that I've been most interested in talking about in this chapter. I, I don't think that, and I th- if I feel like it's really easy to just jump right over that that part. But I think there's more to that line that at first she thought it was her father. They're gentle I, hands. I think it exactly. Like it's not just these strong like 
The hound looks like this brutal, terrifying man. And not just because it's a firm grasp from a father, but the fact that they grasped her gently. Yeah, Ned Stark would never put his hands on his daughters. And I could so see him maybe her... smacking a son, but I could never see him laying a hand on his and daughter. So for her to mistake this this hand, it has to have touched her in a way that's gentle <laughs> that and caring. So well, you're right, it does sound But awful. yeah, no, it had to have been gentle and caring. And, and as we know, you know, he, he starts developing somewhat of a weird relationship in the future with Sansa. Yeah. And I feel like this is very much showing that he's not, right from the get-go, that he's not this cruel, terrible person, that he's able to be gentle and, I mean, he's not the first person. We just saw it happen with Drogo as well. Yeah. But... His reputation isn't exactly what he is. It's preceding him to the point where even us as the reader assume that Oh, he's this big. It's because he's got big hands. And he uh, he notices that she's shaking, and that's when he asks her, "Do I frighten you so much?" And uh, it said that he did, and he had since she first laid eyes on his horribly burnt face. But he wasn't as bad as the other, and she kind of pulls herself away from him. And Lady growls, and Sansa kind of drops down to Lady's level and just wraps her in a hug. And people around her are talking and kind of laughing and start noticing the wolf and asking what the hell that is and uh that's uh, i after going further through realized that that's barristan and renly doing that uh making that comments oh that's a wolf that's a dire wolf. yeah it's it's the knights have stood up and realized yeah yeah she and she looks over and sees that they were actually looking at her with their swords in hand and uh this is when she hears the queen say joffrey go to her and she looks up and her prince was there um, which I just think it's interesting that Cersei sent him over, you know. Yeah. And I think it's purely opportune, you know, here's this I, moment. Right, I think that's what she's thinking. Vulnerability. Um, I also show. like the line that that Sandor said during that all with with the, the wolves when they mentioned, you know, what are those? Yeah. He says, oh, that's, they're just the wolves. Starks use them as their wet nurses. Yeah. Um, again, just showing the, the wittiness of... of the hound how he's always just got these little comments and jests yeah but uh joffrey shows up tells everyone to leave her alone and he looks gallant and beautiful right i really like the way that martin made him seem like this this prince charming coming to the yeah yeah yeah, i feel like cersei's lined up for that purpose seeing oh yeah definitely he takes her by the hand and tells her that no one will hurt you you know and then he commands everyone to put away your swords all of you um he asks her what's frightening her and says the hound, so he sends the hound away, and it actually says the hound, ever faithful, bowed and took his leave. Um, Sansa kind of feels foolish and reflects that she's a noble lady of Winterfell, um, but I, I thought that kind of harkened back to her mother's chapter just a uh, chapter ago where her mother kind of realized and was ashamed that she was a right, noble lady of Winterfell. Right, after going into this weird, strange... It's not quite as profound in Sansa, but... Right. And then she says, besides it wasn't the Hound, it was the other one. And the two knights, Renly and uh, Barristan, As are listening. Soon, yeah. And he, uh, he he speaks up and says, yeah, no, Sir Cyrillin frightens me too, child. Like, there ain't no shame in that. Then Cersei, overhearing, comes down from the wheelhouse and says, if the wicked do not fear the king's justice, you put the wrong man in the office. Um, and yeah, we're kind of fully introduced to Ilan Payne, the king's justice here. Who's just this horrible, horrible-looking man? It's so funny that 
one of the most wicked in the in Westeros is saying this, mm. fearless of him. Yeah. Um, Sansa says that the queen has chosen well with Sir Illyn, and everybody starts laughing. And Barristan the Bold gets the most badass. I just love this introduction of himself and how yeah, he, yeah. how he uh, greeted Sansa, saying, "You know, truly the Lord, the the daughter of Lord Stark." Like just from the words and the way you express yeah, Barristan introduces himself and is very chivalrous and honorable. And Sansa knows who his name. You know, she knows he's the Lord Commander of the King's Guard, and she tells him the honor is mine. Good night. Um, even in the north. The singers sing of Barristan the Bold, and this is when <laughs> Renly steps me. up, and Renly's like Barristan the Old, you mean? And he uh, kind of jeffs and calls her Wolf Girl. If you can tell me who I am, you know, I'll I'll truly know you're the son of our or the daughter of our Hand of the King. And, and she's like, "Bam, bitch!" Well, Joffrey gets a little pissed, but she cuts him off, and she's like, "Oh yeah, no, I know." And she immediately, yeah, breaks it down and guesses that you're Lord Renly Baratheon, King Robert's youngest brother. And so I tweeted about this next part today. Because this is my new insult that I'm laying out for everybody. Because Barristan was like, you name him Renly. I name him a prancing jackanape. <laughs> and so I'm going to start calling people prancing jackanapes. Yeah, Barristan, everybody's having a laugh. Um, Renly, it says, laughs the loudest. So, like, you get the feeling that Renly's just kind-hearted, likes to jest. It's all in good fun. Uh, Sansa is kind of relaxing and laughing, and then suddenly Sir Illyn comes shouldering through yeah, the crowd. Ruins everything. And is just like... standing before her like a creep. And Lady begins to growl again, but Sansa silences her this time with a gentle hand on her head. That's all it takes. And Sansa actually apologizes if she offended him and waits for an answer. <laughs> but nothing comes. And uh, basically, she just thought that his eyes seemed to strip her of her clothing, of her skin, all the way down to her soul which was just kind of an interesting point to make. Um, and then he walks away, and she doesn't really understand. But then Renly just that he's not really in the mood for talking, and Joffrey <laughs> then tells her that he had his tongue ripped out by Ares Targaryen's orders. With hot pincers. With hot pincers. Damn, man. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty brutal. Do you think there's uh, a... Well, I guess we'll talk about it more here at the uh, when Jamie starts hanging out with Illyn. Mm. But I, I really do like Ilan Payne and what he can potentially bring to the table in terms of just information he knows and things that he's been around. Yeah, yeah, no, seen. he was around at an interesting time. And, I mean, he definitely, I'm sure, has some feelings about some things that have occurred. But um, So then Queen Cersei tells Sansa that, unfortunately, and with great apologies, we have to reschedule. There's some important stuff that needs to be talked about. With my <coughs> counselors or, you know, the knights or whoever. Yeah, she tells her to with. give your sweet sister my apologies, which, like, <laughs> I just had a chuckle at. You're going to make her day. But she asks Joffrey if he would like to entertain Sansa today, and he says gladly. Um, and he leads Sansa away by the arm. Yo, and it's Sansa's dream oh, come yeah, fucking this true. Is, this, this is her is trip to than, Disneyland yeah. and, and, like, being a princess for, for a fucking day at the castle. She, like, like, a whole day with the prince. He's got her by the arm. They're walking around, and she's gazing up at him worshipfully. Uh, he was so gallant the way he saved her from the Hound and Sir Illyn. It was just like in the song. I mean, he was outlined by the sun with his hair looking like a crown, like, to her. Yeah. It's just this... 
Perfect. And so he asks, what would you like to do, my lady? And she says, whatever. You, well, I mean. You pretty much. <laughs> he just says, be around you in her head, but then says, whatever you'd like to do, my prince. And Joffrey suggests they go for a horse ride. And she says, oh, I love riding. You fucking bitch. You lying You bitch. motherfucking bitch. I mean, bitch. it's that rose-colored no, goggles and, But she thing. literally... I've said literally three times this episode. Yeah, you're a fan of that word today. I guess so. She was just talking to Arya about how she'd much rather just lay around in the in the thing instead of riding the horse along the columns. Yeah. She just finished talking to Arya and how much she hated Yeah, she that just shit. wants his approval. Like, it's very... Sh- I mean, it, it's shallow, but she's also 14, 13. So, yeah, the, Joffrey then mentions, you know, Nymeri- or Lady Will stir up the horses and that you know she's scared of the hound so they should leave the two pups behind so i really just thought it was funny because they're gonna leave lady and the hound behind and all i kept thinking of was lady and the tram the whole time and so hound is the tram <laughs> and so it's lady and the hound well sasa doesn't get it she doesn't get what he means and joffrey like kind of clarifies that he means the hound and then she feels really stupid and she thinks that he won't love her if she was stupid so that's what it's all about. Is she just wants to present this image to make sure that he falls in love with her because she thinks she's in love with him, yada, yada, yada. So then she wonders if it's going to be safe without the hound, and he, he gets all annoyed. Yeah, by, he gets like, annoyed. Who, I'm not your brother. I don't play with wood. Yeah, and uh, he pulls out his sword and shows her lion's tooth, and it's beautiful. It's a great sword. Just forged castle seal. It's great. Did you notice that it's got the same color as Needle? I did, actually, the blue, yeah. blue forge. And uh, the lion shield. on the pommel. It's a, it's a nice sword. But, uh, Lions too. So they leave just these two heading along the banks of the Trident, and they're riding some horses. And she literally, again, there's that word, has the best day she's had since leaving, doing exactly what Arya's been trying to get her to exactly. do this they, whole uh, time. It, it was a, ma- a glorious, magical day, she says, and they uh, Joffrey rode his blood mare pretty hard, and she struggled to keep up. But they explored caves, they tracked a shadow cat to its lair, and Joffrey even found a holdfast and demanded some food and wine for them when they got hungry, which they ate by the river, and it was a nice meal of trout. And she drank more than she'd ever and had Sansa before. Drank more. She, Sansa was getting fucking swifty. So was he. And uh, so was Joffrey. And she mentions that yeah. her father only lets them drink a little bit at feasts. And Sorry, Joffrey responds with, my betrothed can drink as much as she wants. And then they start writing again, and Joffrey sings to her. Yeah, that I I'd never. I mean, it's that just before. painting like, this perfect prince picture. I mean, and not that that's technically uncommon, you know, coming. From well, the I city think at this and... point, you know, Joffrey is a little more humble. He's not the king; he is the prince, and he's kind of enjoying his day with this cute girl. Like it is a nice date. Yeah, that at this they're point, on. he's enjoyed it as well. Um, and so he wants to, I believe it's, uh, unless I miswrote it, that he wanted to go see the battlefields where his father, and I feel like he got really, really excited and proud oh, of yeah, this. Yeah. And so, like, he, he was pretending to wave the Warhammer. Yeah, and how his father he, killed how, Exactly. And so I think that, you know, given the right chances, Joffrey could have been like good friends with Rob and and you know Theon and yeah, yeah, doing definitely. that kind of stuff like they could have gotten along if he wasn't such a pretentious cunt but yeah so they they hear they start hearing a sound uh type of wooden clacking and then some grunts and Sansa wants to go back but Joffrey wants to see what it is, so of course they do what he wants, and they head in the direction of the sound as he pulls his fucking sword out yeah they uh they realize that it's people and 
Sansa's wishing that she had Lady with her, and yeah, Joff draws his sword when they come upon a boy and a girl playing at night, as Sansa calls it. They're fighting with broom handles, which I've done that. We've, we've, done, we've that. done that. And the older boy is, you know, taller, stronger, but the girl is quick and scrawny and smaller, and she keeps dodging his attacks every now and then and taking a few hits here and there. Until he finally slides his, his stick down the end of her stick and smashes her fingers, and she drops her stick. Gives her a good whap, and uh, this is when Joffrey laughs out loud, and the boy drops his stick and looks around startled. They, you know, they were having a private sparring kids game you know they were just in their own little world i'm sure they were picturing themselves as nice yeah. you know like, they were right in there it. was barrist in the bold and fucking but arthur dane sansa dane. is immediately horrified because she recognizes it's Arya. it's Arya and micah the butcher's boy and Arya tells them to go away and she's pretty pissed about this they're Leave in, us, they're, like, yeah they're intruding on their game like get get away i don't want my sister we've around. been there and there. Joffrey asks your sister and sansa nods and she's just it's absolutely terrified fog. about this and Joffrey asks, who are you, boy? And this is when Micah answers and realizes that it's the prince, so gives him a my lord and quickly looks away. And Arya tells them, he's my friend, leave him alone. And Joffrey dismounts and tells Micah to pick up his sword and you want to be a knight. And, and poor Micah, he's like, D- it's just a stick. It's just a stick, yeah. not a sword. Sansa like, notices it's... there's amusement in Joffrey's eyes as he's walking towards him. And yeah, My- Micah tries to explain that she asked me, my lord, she asked me. Like, we were just playing. Like, she came to me and said, hey, let's play sticks. And we went out. But this is when Sansa says that Joffrey wouldn't hear it and the wine had made him wild. Yeah. She wants to blame it on the wine. But this is just who Joffrey is. I don't think that she knows yet. That yeah, exactly. That is That's not it. She's thinking yet. that there's a reason. And so fucking Joffrey takes the sword, puts it right up to Micah's face, and is just pressing it in on him, just pressing the blade. And, the, and you know, the poor kid can't do anything. It's the prince. Like, yeah. He can't retaliate. He can't. And he's still fucked. Yeah, like, he t- well, he tells him, that was my lady, um, my lady's sister you were hitting. And, like, that's the reason. And Arya cries out, stop it. Um, and she picks up her stick. And this is when Sansa starts to get afraid. Things are escalating a little bit here. And Joffrey makes a mistake of saying, I won't hurt him much. And Arya goes for him. Yo. This is when I mentioned Harry Potter earlier. Arya is a fucking Gryffindor through and through. Like, <laughs> don't fuck with her friends, yo. Or she's going to fucking whoop your yeah, ass. True. And, and she, she does. Yo, she clunks Sansa's getting of off of her head. horse, but she's way too slow to stop anything. And yeah, there is a loud fucking clack. Just right on the back of his head. Splits his head wide open. And Joffrey starts staggering around, roaring curses, and Micah just books it for the trees. Smart. And, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And then uh, Arya tries to hit him again. With a, uh, yeah, and so he finally he manages to bring his sword up to block this yeah, one. Yeah, and he, he kind of shatters the stick. The stick. Um, so she starts chucking rocks. Yeah, he his head is bleeding. Sansa can see it. Sansa's shrieking at them both to stop it, stop it. You're, you're ruining everything. And yeah, Arya chucks a rock, but he dodges it, and it hits the horse. And Joffrey's swinging and slewing horrible, yeah. awful slurs and curses at Arya. Um, and he backs her up to a tree. And Sansa doesn't know what to do. She's just about paralyzed with fear at this point. You know who does know what to do, though? The direwolves. My lady. Suddenly, Nymeria's there, and she hits Joffrey right at the sword arm, and Joffrey and the wolf go down. And the wolf is ripping at him on the ground, it says. Um, And he just starts screaming to get it off. Yeah, a putz, we know that. And so it says, uh, Arya's voice cracked like a whip. Nymeria! 
and Nymeria immediately heals and goes back to Arya's Fuck side. Yeah, Nymeria. Yeah, definitely. Fuck yeah. Joffrey is now whimpering, crying on yeah, the ground. Well, Arya walks up, yeah, and just, oh, he didn't hurt you. She didn't hurt you much. Just what, like, yeah, what he gives said. him the line. And then, yeah, goes, picks up his sword and stands over him. And he is, it says, he made a scared, whimpery sound <laughs> as he looked up. No, don't hurt me. I'll tell my mother. Like, you're, oh, yeah, you're no. the Mr. Tough Guy, yeah, Mr. Hardass the, the Butcher's Boy. Look now. And you're crying, whimpering on the ground, shaking. Like. Sansa tells her to leave him alone, and Arya chucks a sword in the river and runs off with Nymeria. And Sansa immediately runs over to Joffrey. And gives him a whole, you know, my poor prince, what have they done to you? Oh, I'll run to the holdfast and get help. And she reaches down and tries to brush his hair. And he's like, his eyes snap open. And he's like, well, get the fuck on with it, bitch. Yeah, it like, says there was nothing but the vilest contempt there. <sighs> and then he says, then go and don't touch me. Don't touch me. I don't me. like being touched. Yeah, he's a prissy bitch. And we get that painted real quick. Uh, we've kind of already known that because based on like three different perspective chapters that we've gotten and obviously what we know is to come he's the worst fucking person alive pretty eh, early on in the books he's he's just terrible and we Sansa gets to see this but she's blaming it on the wine she's blaming it on the situation but really Arya and Micah were Arya asked like you know there was consent he wasn't chasing her around smacking the shit out of her they were playing at night that's like, it they and were so, friends oh I, I had meant to point out also there's when they were talking Septimore Dean and, and Sansa about how Arya dresses and stuff, Sansa mentioned how she's out playing in the woods and crawling around in the dirt and doing whatever it is, and she can see at night when they're going getting ready for sleep and she undresses all these bruises all over her body. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And God knows where she gets those. That's how she gets Yeah, them. yeah. Her and and so she doesn't practicing. complain. She's not whining because she's playing. Yeah, they're she's having, having fun. fun. Like the number of bruises that I've had and didn't know I had. For well, that we was it. Like that's kids. the thing that I think is most ironic about it is if Joffrey asked them what they were playing, they were probably playing Rhaegar and Robert at the absolutely. Trident. Like, oh, absolutely. They were just as excited about it as he was. They were up there to hunt Rhaegar's ruby. Like they're all just kids. Like and Joffrey has to take it to this level of trying to be this fucking badass that he isn't but he thinks he has this image to obtain or maintain and Arya one just schools him like wrecks him and then two just shames him and gets rid of his sword like he doesn't deserve to have a weapon like that at all right and so it's just yeah if he just acted like a kid they could have all played sticks or, you know, Joffrey and Sansa could have at least sat there and watched, watched and them, laughed yeah. at them. And cheered for Rhaegar yeah. or Robert. And it would have been a big game, and then they all could have hunted rubies together. But it's fucking tragic, and it's Game of Thrones, and it ain't going to fucking happen <laughs> like that. So anyway, that was where our thoughts on Sansa won. So um, since we know that I didn't think about it beforehand, uh, who's your initiate for the week here? Who are you bringing into the Brotherhood? Here in the Riverlands. They're here in our home turf, man. I really you want know? to take the easy one and say Arya, but I think I'm giving it to Sir Barristan. I think we need some Hell yes. honor in the Brotherhood. Some, some Barristan. And he's just... So uh, I'm going to call him Barry from now on? No, Barry the Bold? You can't do that. I'm doing it. Don't you dare. It's done. He, he's just so honorable. Like, you just immediately were like, we trust this guy. Like, he... He's very kind to Sansa, and she just tells like she even says it in her description. He's he's old, but he's not weak. He's not frail. Like he he knows what the fuck he's doing. Like I really liked how they showed that that 
that almost fraternity, that buddy buddy between yeah, him and he, Renly. Yeah, he's very like, kind to Sansa, but then he turns and gives it right back to Renly, and like not in a you know just the hound just fuck you you stuff, cunt yeah. type thing. So, it's just a light. Speaking jest. of the fuck you, the hound, uh, he's gonna get my initiate this week. I'm gonna bring him into the Brotherhood a little earlier than than he he's used to, but because he was able to to gently and subtly trick Sansa, th- you know, thinking that it's her father. He I just, ships Sansa in the house. I, d- I don't. I don't ship them No, at it's all. more of a, like, a Beauty I and just, the Beast type I really scenario. like him just being this this guardian angel for her. I agree. Kind of. A fatherly figure. Yeah, and so he he's always watching out for her without even realizing that he's doing it. And so that gentle touch shows that he's capable of. I think it so might, on his end, more. at least, be a little more than that. Sure, so but sort I of mean, like a little finger in her thing. But yeah, but I think his he is can more at least, pure. He would have at least given Brandon Stark a, a fight, whereas Peter Baelish. That's true. Can't handle no shit. That's I love true. Peter Baelish. In the well, book. those are our initiates for the week, and you guys should write us in to let us know. Yours. Yeah. We got a couple uh, reviews this week yes. on iTunes. We appreciate those. And so those are so cool. So thanks to uh, to, to Tom there that that hooked it up. Yeah, we appreciate it, and Tom. Then Sir Sir uh, Sir Cray. Sir Cray. Call him Sir Cray. Sir Creighton. So, Sir Creighton. Let's uh, thank you guys for the reviews. We yeah. appreciate them. Please make sure you do those. Give us those five-star reviews. Yeah, you can find us on pretty much any social media. but uh, Especially heavy on the Twitter, at Manners Without. Uh, The Instagram's pretty pretty popping. Yeah. I don't say popping, but I want to say it. it. Uh, That's at Brotherhood Without. The Gmail, Without Manners, Brotherhood, at gmail.com. We have our Facebook. Stop by the Facebook facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast and we we were teasing it a little bit last week so we have come up with some of the the patreon episodes yeah and so we're happy to let you guys know that we will be doing the winds of winter sample chapters yeah so we're going to essentially do what we do here just on the newest things that are available currently until the actual win. Yeah, we figure the sample chapters are kind of optional anyway. Some people do like to read them, some people don't, and that's okay. Um, I was a fiend and wanted anything and everything I could know about Winds of Winter, so I did read... uh, Actually, I haven't read all of them to this date yet, but I've read a good portion of them, um, and I enjoy them. I enjoy talking about them. I think they're a fun little look into what may happen. So, yeah, we figured we'd release those on Patreon. That way, if you want to follow along, but you really don't have the means to support us, that's okay, too. Uh, and you can keep reading along the main series with us. But as Patreon, uh, you'll get something a little extra yeah, in the sample chapters. If that Patreon really helps out. If we can if we can get enough, then we're going to definitely offer more and more for you guys. We, uh, we haven't quite decided which of the sample chapters will be first yet. Some or, suggestions would be great. Yeah, let us know what you guys want to hear first, which ones you'd like us to, to read through, and maybe any other suggestions for bonus episodes or content you'd like to hear. Let us know, guys. We want to hear from you. That's why we're that's why we're doing this. Really, is that we have just more people to talk to about one of our favorite our favorite pastimes. Definitely. And uh, next time we hit you in the ear holes, we're gonna be doing Ned three as well as Brand three. We're gonna be kind of combining those two into one uh, episode. So 
that should be interesting and a little bit sad knowing what we know is coming for Ned Stark and Lady after this episode. Um, but, yeah, we're pretty excited about the way things are looking. Um, a lot of content that we have in the works for you guys that we want to get done. So We're so busy. I'm so tired these days. There's That's so much true. going on. But, like, tired in a good way. Tired like, in a fun way. Like, I actually am accomplishing something. I don't know what it is. Like, it's... Uh, but it's yeah, something. no, I've been pretty busy between the podcast and the D&D game, so I'm satisfied. True story. Anyway, um, we will catch you guys on the flippity-flop warehouse. With uh, Bran and Ned. With Bran and Ned. Bran 3, Ned 3. Three-eyed crow stuff. 3, 3, 3. Anyway, let us know what you guys think and want to hear, and we'll see you next time. Follow the Hennis. Peace.